my history and um, and all that I am is very, very important. And so I don't ever shy away from being really honest about the debauch of a lot of my life and just how fucked up I've been. And also what an incredible time I've had because what I love about what you teach around you know, it wasn't worth it. And so like drugs and alcohol are here to either destroy us or celebrate us. And mm-hmm. what is the choice at any given time? And that's what I love the work you're doing because, you know, total sobriety um, is really not a path for many people. And so how to do it and how to do it well is um, the million dollar question and answer on a continual basis and how you are, how, do you, how you meet yourself every day, every evening with the choices that are in front of you. G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm, they inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers, to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. G'day, Frothers. This one, ooh, getting tingly just thinking about it. Uh, this is really just an episode for my my friends around me uh, up here. Unfortunately, I can't invite everyone to my little mini Christmas shindig, which will be occurring uh, next week. Uh, but the purpose, but the purpose of me. Releasing this particular episode is pertinent because the person I'm interviewing, Jessica Gale, absolute frother, probably one of the biggest frothers I've ever met, um, is coming next week to my apartment to deliver Lucia Light, uh, which is a therapy, an alternate therapy. Uh, She describes it in this episode as an alternative to acid. And while I haven't got a huge amount of experience with psychedelics, what I do know is the psychedelics play a massive part in allowing us to open up our minds. But the thing is, is that's kind of like how to catapult yourself there. Whereas we've got things like breath, coming to terms with how we can use our own breath to unlock our brains. Um, And I'm super down for alternatives that don't necessarily have to shoot us sky high. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this, this light therapy, which will be occurring next week. Anyone who's in, I guess, the Brisbane, um, Sunshine Coast, Northern Rivers, Gold Coast area, uh, Jessica has moved up this way. And I don't really, I don't plug stuff, but this isn't really a plug. This is just an uh, epic opportunity for anyone who hasn't met her. After you listen to this episode, though, you'll want to meet her um, to come and hang out with her because it's not all she does. She's also a chi activator. That's where I met her the first time. Uh, she was teaching me some chi activation, as she calls it. Uh, which I thought was super freaking weird. But after I did it for a little while, she's such a welcoming soul. Uh, being a super, super beginner, I felt so comfortable. And while she's a little bit wild, in the 90s, she was a, a famous radio presenter and, and she talks about that in this episode. Um, she's got a, a super powerful grounding and beautiful demeanor that has me absolutely frothing to hang out with her next week. And I'm so stoked that now me and her literally live a couple hours apart. 
Um, she's a mator. She is. I don't want to. I don't want to go on too long. Um, basically, like I'm so inspired by her mentors and her journey to where she's got to that I'm actively seeking out training with um, multiples of those. So if you hear, hear the names and the frothers that Jessica mentions, they will soon be coming into my frothy universe. Um, most likely 2020, but maybe beforehand. Let's see. Um, I hope you really enjoy this. It's just a really raw, you know, we don't hold any punches. We just deliver flowers and testy pops. I think, I'm, I think that's like my third testy pop for introductions um, for playing the proppers. But I uh, hope you appreciate the rawness and hope you appreciate uh, Jessica Gale. G'day listeners, welcome to another episode of Finding the Frothers. I have an absolute frother as usual for you today. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica and Gail. Hello, Benny. One one frother to another. Cheers. Amazing. So pumped to have you on here. We actually got to meet uh, this amazing festival called New Kind earlier in the year. And I'm not sure if this is the correct uh, way to introduce you, but I've been calling you um, my Qigong master because you were taking me through my very first sessions of Qigong when we were early in the morning as the day was breaking. That's true. I suppose I refer to myself as a Qi activator uh, because Qigong, like yoga, has many, many forms and very deep schools and big lineages and I've really created my own context with all the masters I've worked under to really become more like an activator, a facilitator for your own chi and your own harnessing, your own directing, and everything that's already yours to really come through. I love that. See, this is why you're you're an instant frother and, and why we connected so, so quickly <laughs> because I just love the way that you deliver um, your explanations of this stuff that some people might get a little bit lost in, but you actually really own it. So what are you uh, what are you frothing on at the moment? What have, what's bu- what's buzzing in your life? I've got some incredible new opportunities because I'm someone that just really lives a lot of freedom and I obviously only works for myself and I've got all different sorts of funnels of um, income coming through with things that I really love. Everything from amazing technologies that actually. Um, harmonize uh, electricity and Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff, these amazing uh, Tesla technologies that were invented by Nikola Tesla. Uh, I'm working with an incredible woman who um, has bought through this amazing device from Austria called the Lysia Light, which is like a fifth dimensional being in its own right that you sit in front of this light, Benny, and you close your eyes and you get taken on a wild trip. Like who needs fucking acid, right? And um, <laughs> um, just amazing. And uh, it, it, it enables people to meditate and to actually still their minds. And um, I'm very excited about jumping on board and I'm going to help this woman actually share this amazing device uh, in the world. I also have jumped on board um, with some friends of mine that are Tea shamans, I believe, even though they can't stand being called shamans. It's like I can't stand being called a master, but they, <laughs> um, about that. <laughs> they, they work with um, uh, medicinal chai, ceremonial matcha, um, amazing uh, rubos chai. So I'm starting to market some beautiful teas that um, are changing people's lives. And I also market some fantastic essential oils. I, of course, um, teach chi activation and facilitate and I have just done an amazing workshop with somebody that has blown my mind a guy called Dan Brulé 
and uh, he was actually one of Osho's friends, not actually someone that was wearing the robes. He actually was big enough to go, yeah, listen, not doing the robes, Osho, but, you know, uh, like when he was known as Rushnish back in the day. He is a breath master, and I mean a master, and I've been learning how to do circular breathing, which is a really interesting breathing technique where um, there is no pause around inhale or exhale. It's circular breathing and shit just comes up. You can be sobbing, you can be laughing, you can get in touch with every kind of injury or suffering that's ever happened into your life and you can breathe through it and breathe it out. And so I'm now incorporating circular breathing with my chi activations and I'm about to start doing a mini workshop in a um, fantastic location in Richmond next year in Melbourne for uh, two hours every Friday evening. I'm going to do like take people through an intention setting, chi activation, breathing and really deep connection to internal, the internal world and ultimately this is what it's about, isn't it? Most definitely, yeah. I think you taught me a lot about um, internal uh, looking inside and and routine, which is actually my next question because one thing you told me um, when we met up and you told everyone that is actually the most important thing that we can do in our day-to-day routine is to meet yourself in the morning. And I'd been doing that um, in sometimes. So I'd go for a surf or uh, meditate, but I'd never actually really sort of labeled it as that and and made it really important that I did that for myself every morning. And I tell everyone this now, but my next question is like, what is the one thing you do in your day-to-day routine that has you performing at your best? Well, I suppose it's actually uh, waking up before 5am, regardless of what Mm -hmm. time I go to bed at night, which is always pretty much between nine and 10. What's interesting is that one would look at my lifestyle and go, fuck, you know, Nana. Um, However, I find the mysticism involved with the kinds of dreaming I have and where I go in the evening. And then when I meet myself in the morning, I know this is the time where I I know through um, uh, mystical Taoism, which is something, once something that I do, I do connect with, but please don't uh, think that it's the only thing I connect with. It's just something I do connect with. And And what makes sense to me is that we leave our bodies at night. We come back in at about 3, 3 o'clock in the morning, lung time. And then we pretty much, when we wake up at 5 a.m., we have this incredible time of alchemy and transforming ourselves because it's the metal element. It's large intestine. We change shit into gold here. We don't want to get up. We don't want to meet ourselves here. But when we do something like any kind of exercise, especially with our legs, because the legs is the groundingness of who we are, we have an opportunity to transform. There's no other time of the day when it's easy to exercise when you've actually been up for a while and you've had a coffee and all that sort of thing. So the one thing I do every day is that I meet myself after I drink a good litre of, of, of warm water. And, uh, and then maybe some lemon and apple cider vinegar and a little bit of honey with it. And then I will meet myself in some way, harnessing chi, stretching, doing some yoga, go for a walk or whatever, and, um, and taking a really good shit. You really need to shit in the morning because when you shit mm. when you first wake up, you let go of yesterday. That's what it's about. So one needs to get their body to that level that you wake up, drink water and take a dump. There it is. That is really the most important thing. That's the gold dust. I've just been to my stomach doctor talking all about shits. And so 
Uh, very important to get those shits right and get, yeah. get, get let go of yesterday. I love that, letting go of yeah. yesterday with your first shit in the morning. So important. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's a ritual. So I want, I'll, I'll, uh, I've spoken to you and you've actually linked me up with some of your frother friends, which has been pretty cool. Would you be able to uh, have a shout-out to someone who's super important to you? We call them anchor frothers, so someone that you can go to at any time, lean on in your life that, that is really important. Well, I suppose an anchor throttle would would be for me Yost Sauer, who is the um, incredible dude that um, uh, taught me all about the cheese cycle, and um, he would be the most amazing post drug warrior I've ever met. I've worked with him uh, in his amazing rehab, and uh, and and he's someone that has had a big influence on me as a, as a friend, as a mentor. He's actually been going off on his own journey at the moment, uh, so he's kind of writing, and he's but I I. I've got a feeling that I'm with him every morning when I actually you know, fully meet myself. Um, I have a dear wise woman, Jose Van Roy, who um, was my esoteric kinesiologist. I saw that woman weekly at the same time every week for six years while I journeyed deep, deep into all facets of myself, like the deepest, wildest therapy that um, you could ever do. So I'd say they're my two they're my two, of course, one's called Yost, one's called Jose, and then the last one would be my master, Master Yang, who um, is an energetic master beyond Qigong, beyond it all. So, yeah, that would be my, my top three. Beautiful. That's so powerful. What a, that's a powerful triad of um, anchor frothers that you've got there. Uh, I know that uh, music's pretty big. Uh, I think we've actually chatted about music and stuff, but prior to mm, this as mm. well, I was, one, I was wondering for you, what's some um, what's some music that really gets you going? Um, I suppose I was thinking about this question, and something that my favourite song of all time is a by a guy by a guy called John Fashanti. Have you heard of him? He used to be the guitarist in the Red Hot Chili Peppers twice. Uh, he left them to go on a radical drug journey of his own and alcoholism and all that sort of stuff and a lot of pain and suffering. Um, however, he did a lot of uh, non-studio albums from his uh, from his home and he's got an album called To Record Only Water for 10 Days and the first track is called Going Inside and there's something about, because he plays every instrument, and there's something about his voice and that he's actually talking about um, you waste no time going inside. And wow. that's really where the answers are. They are inside of us. That's it. And so, yeah, I'd say John Fashanti um, is someone who I love and I'm sure you'd, you'd really enjoy it too. Amazing, yeah. I, like I love to hear when people explain how powerful the music is and, and the reasoning why it activates them in, in certain ways. Um, mm. But, yeah, I've definitely listened to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers and I definitely need to check this guy out and I'll put him on the guest playlist of the Finding the Frothers guest. So that dude. sounds amazing. Um, let's connect with that dude. Sounds like we, we all need to hang out with him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's from, he's from New York. He's Italian. He's gorgeous. Um, he's really interesting. I mean, he's gone from kind of like, um, you know, electro rock to hip hop. I mean, he just took himself on a wild journey from really like, you know, heroin to yoga is pretty much what this man did. And he recorded his journey. And I think that's the, that's the exciting thing about, you know, all of us with our radical histories, like me being a, just a 
drank so much. I've taken so many drugs. I've, I've, you know, I've done so much. But I'm 55 next year, you know, and so that shit just doesn't cut it for me. I'm actually not well enough or young enough or kind of stupid enough anymore, really, and that I get my highs somewhere else. However, my history and um, and all that I am is very, very important. And so I don't ever shy away from being really honest about the debauch of a lot of my life and just how fucked up I've been. And also what an incredible time I've had because what I love about what you teach around you know, it wasn't worth it. And so like drugs and alcohol are here to either destroy us or celebrate us. And mm -hmm. what is the choice at any given time? And that's what I love the work you're doing because, you know, you know, total sobriety um, is really not a path for many people. And so how to do it and how to do it well is um, the million-dollar um, question and answer on a continual basis and how you, are, how, do you, how you meet yourself every day, every evening with the choices that are in front of you. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, like uh, one of my mentors, Jamie Will, says, seek your peaks. Um, and he doesn't say, you know, we, you know, you have to go out and take these drugs or you have to do meditation. It's like we're all on a journey. We all should be like searching and trying to find what works for us. And if that works for you, awesome. If that works for you, awesome. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, and we, and we can, and there's so much to explore. And that's why I love that you're so hungry to continue to explore. Um, oh, more so, yes, more so now than ever before. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's great. Like the hunger. Like extend mm. the hunger. Um, so people just outside of your inner network, is there someone that you've been, I guess, watching for a while um, that you'd really like to, to link, link up, up with in the, in the near future? Well, you know, I love our shared friend who's a deep friend of yours, of course, Sarah. And, yes. um, um, you know, and, and, and all about giving more fucks. I, I'm so looking forward to um, connecting with her again. I've been watching her journey on social media and um, what amazes me about her is just her um, raw non-ego. Um, she is a mover and shaker, that woman, and she really is like, um, yeah, she's just amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I really love her. And um, I'm quite honest, see many people on Facebook these days that I think, oh, wow, oh, wow, you know, through the kind of um, cookie-cutter types where I'm seeing the same old and, you know, the same kind of stuff, I'm still seeing new people coming forward and um, that is the exciting thing about social media. Not that I'm hugely on it and not that I'm hugely on computers and all that sort of stuff. That's not really my way. I'm so one-on-one. -on -one. My path is really the person in front of me and so I'm living – in a, a smaller way, if you like, as far as like really getting myself out there because while I'm hungry, I'm not so ambitious for that kind of stuff. And it's possibly because I was a famous radio celebrity in the 90s and, um, you know, Osterio, um, Triple M, 96FM, Perth, uh, B105 Brisbane, blah, blah, blah. So I've kind of done a lot of that stuff back in the day, whereas really I'm kind of living – more an ordinary life in a really extraordinary way is is kind of normal for someone of my age group. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of a little more um, particular and um, clearer about um, what I'm doing and how I'm being perceived and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I love that. That's such a great saying. I, was, I, was just, I just always want a notepad when I'm speaking to you. Actually, most of the time when I do speak to you, I've got a notepad, but we're recording this, so I don't need it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually want to touch on something. So if there is someone um, that you do notice uh, and you, you say, like, I guess you're a one-on-one person, what would be your tips for people to get in contact with other frothers to bring them into your inner circle? Um, I personally think it's an intention you have deep in your heart and it's almost like a prayer or a blessing. You know, today I open myself up to meet someone really of note. Today I open myself up to be told something I really need to hear. And I think get your heads out of your phones and take your earplugs off. And when you catch public transport, do what the Irish people do and fucking start a conversation with the person sitting next to you. Like yes. be more of the world. Be more, if you, if you are in a bank queue, if you are in a shopping centre waiting in a queue, if you are somewhere, have a look around. Meet people in the eyes and connect. I mean, I think that, you know, I think most of us in, in my clubbing days, you know, of course, I mean, the best conversations were always in the bathroom, you know, um, and, um, you know, the wild sorts of serendipity you have when you're on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, I find probably one of the best places for incredible connection with others is farmers markets and that's kind of like my new club you know you'll find me at the best organic farmers market on a saturday or a sunday morning just like at the same time i used to go to a day club you know and you'll find me you know finding where the best chai is and and yeah there's an energy about the people that are actually really into radical self-care through incredible nutrition and um they've got dogs and they've got kids and there's music and it's lots of fun so i really suggest that yeah Little when you do market. yeah i love yeah, that farmers market. that's brilliant yeah. it's, it's amazing that you mentioned like people who who, are, who can speak to people on public transport so um, my grandma passed away not so long ago and I guess this podcast is somewhat dedicated to her uh, because she's the kind of person who would just get on it, get on any train, any bus and she would just start chirping to the person next to them and tell them, ask about their life story, ask you know, tell hers every time and I think that's something that's kind of been lost and I, and I, and I used to work in a farmer's market in London in several and, I, and the conversations there, you're totally right and I haven't even thought about how powerful that place was for connection up until you've just reminded me. Oh, I, I kind so, of took it yeah. for granted. It, it is really special. And the point is, is that you're talking to people who haven't been drinking or they're not on drugs, but you can have very, very deep, dynamic, esoteric, really wild out there conversations. Now, the truth is, is that that's what we like. Exactly. We love it, yeah. you know, and... Um, and it's kind of all waiting there. And I really love to hear that about your grandmother. And um, I really feel that, you know, everyone that is on our path, whether it's just, you know, how are you going to connect with that bus driver when you're going to the kind of thing you can have with an Uber driver. You know, I got an incredible conversation with an Uber driver yesterday. He's an Ethiopian Muslim man who was telling me how his, you know, mother was um, Catholic. And we were just laughing at, you know, how the world sees his Muslim faith as you know terrorism and this that and the other whereas he comes from a country like Ethiopia where Muslims and Christians and everyone just live totally you know harmoniously and I said to him do you ever tell this to other people and he goes no I've never really brought it up and I'm like this is this is a conversation for you this this is your teachings this is yeah. this is you to share this in your uber with someone else and he said would someone like this I said oh yes this is this is what people need to hear 
Mm -hmm. they need to hear that's the awareness that's the awareness Mm -hmm. they need um so is there anyone that uh you draw strength from that has passed away in your life either personally or you know beyond um yes i would say there's a few i would say osho being one and Mm -hmm. um i I love osho Osho? well osho was a very very famous um uh indian guru that was very different to the kind of straight 180 kind of ones that are around at the time i mean um osho was known as the orange people and you know they were you know people used to you know, talk about the fact that they had orgies and all this sort of stuff and he had like 12 gold rolls rolls royces and he was wild he was a wild man he used to say to people like listen you know um go fuck yourself stupid so you can saturate all those desires then come back to me and then i'll teach you how to meditate and so he was somebody <laughs> exactly. that really said, explore all that you are and then when you're ready to find the stillness, let's go here. And I, I really like that because most of those um, gurus were all about um, uh, not being in your sex, uh, your senses and not being in your sex and denying, denying, denying. So, uh, and, and there's a lot to be said about what they're saying too. I want you to know that I always see the merit in all of it and I um, like a Taoist don't hold really strong opinions due to the fact that I can see the other side of all things at all time. Like, like, cause I can put myself in someone's position and go, ah, oh. the other person who I really, really think of would be Jesus because I think Jesus was a shaman. And while I come from a practicing, um, practicing Catholic upbringing and, um, and I don't relate at all to Christianity as such. However, I do relate to Christ and the fact he was a shaman in my mind and I believe that him and Mary Magdalene were lovers and I believe very different fucking wild shit um, compared to how most people see it. I like to say, what would Jesus do right now? And that's because he was just full of compassion and he always could see through someone's ignorance to actually see what their pure intention might have been. So for me, in the world of, you know, judgmenting, judging people and, um, uh, you know, having sharp, dark feelings, I I like to go, hmm, I wonder what he'd think. I wonder what he'd do now, you know. I love that. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's such a powerful thing and it's also powerful to do that with other people that you you aspire aspire to, I guess, not totally emulate. We should all be our own person but um, some of the characteristics and things of of our heroes – you know how you know what would Jessica do in this situation? Like if, if it's me and I'm just stressing out, it's like, oh maybe I need to see this from the perspective, like you just said, you're really good at seeing the perspective of other people before you decide how you respond. And I think that's such a that's that takes a lot of practice to become good at that. Um, so amazing. Mm, do you know what I'd really like to add there, which is really my newest thing, which I haven't done it the whole time. I've been sharing with you because we're on a podcast and I'm realizing how deeply am I breathing? Probably not so much. Mm-hmm. And Dan Dan Brulé taught me to not have shame about being audible when we breathe, as in like when something comes up, and find the pleasure. It's like an orgasmic thing that breathe like your, breathe like that breath is your lover. How could you love anything more right now than taking this next breath? Practice with me. Oh. There you have it. I love it. That's good. There you have I'm it. Re- I'm really working on um, my breathing uh, with one of one of the other guys, one of the other frothers, Brett Robbo, at the moment. Ah. So 
Like that, that's something new. Like you breathe like it's your lover. I love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Breathe yeah. it in like, oh, I love you. I love you, breath. I love you, breath. Give her you a know? light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got a I've got a bit of a Larry question. I'm interested on yours. So who is the ultimate person in the world right now that you would love to meet with and give me that first 15 minutes with them? Or what would you ask? Uh, I'm really interested in Richard Branson. I always have been, but I love his freedom and I love the fact he's rich as fuck and I love that he's um outrageously indulgent and all that sort of stuff. But he believes that he can actually um, turn the world vegan in a very different way. And just from what I've kind of got onto about, you know, his understanding and the kind of money that's actually going into it, you know, uh, yeah, I I would say that um, I'd say Richard Branson for me is that I don't even think he's human. I think he's like a fifth-dimensional being, you know, and um, I... I don't even know. I, I suppose I would just really love to giggle with him a bit and and just get into the energy because I think that's the main thing is to actually when you step into the field of another that's holding such greatness. Now, I did that a lot when I was a um, worked on the radio and I've obviously interviewed a lot of famous people. Um, not that that's a really great thing to go by due to the fact that you're interviewing people that don't want to be interviewed heaps of the time. They don't want to do the fucking rounds of the radio stations and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I always had a great knack with them anyway, and I must say that, um, and I always said, I'm never asking for an autograph and I'm never asking for a photograph, and um, that served me well because I yeah. never behaved like a punter, you know. Because you're um, a friend. You're a friend, not a fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, well, well, I'd say, well, but just, 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 just a peer, just, uh, just, just, just an inquirer, somebody that's going to be really polite because I know how hard this is for you because you prefer to be in your hotel room or you prefer to be somewhere else, but the record company is making you be here. So I always came from knowing that. And I think that they liked the fact that I had deep empathy for them. Now, that always made them open up to me and just be a lot realer. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember meeting Julian Lennon and um, and that was like, oh, my God, you know, um, not so much him and his music, but, you know, it's such a big thing for John and Yoko even. And, um, and he had a really bad headache and because um, I've been like an intuitive body worker and healer and that sort of stuff. And um, I gave him this amazing head massage and had lots of lavender and you know what I mean. And so that was, that, you know, that, that was really incredible. And, and just to be in the space, like I had to do my best not to go, I am touching a, you know, you know, a derivative of John Lennon's, <laughs> like, fuck. But um, I feel that being around people of fame, they have an energy and what you're talking about, they have a particular throff, they have something. And so really the first 15 minutes would be really drinking it in and maybe not taking up so much space with being in your head thinking like, what does it feel like? You know, the different kind of heart feelings and sensations and that kind of thing. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Just not having too much, like, you know, I think we can overthink it a lot when we get to meet someone that we've, we've uh, propped up and I think, yeah, just breathe and just, and just meet them as a person, as a human. Um, <sighs> that's, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I love it. that. So you're creating like this awesome workshop. My next question is about like, if you could create any workshop, what would that workshop be? Maybe you can just explain to us the one that you're going to be doing in Melbourne uh, if that is the ultimate workshop. 
Uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, I mean, obviously I've got so many peers that put on amazing workshops. I work, I, I'm very attracted to a woman called Sharon Bolt and I've been doing some of her work, quite a, a lot of work this year, like a lot of deep women's work where we work with the obsidian egg and we insert the obsidian egg inside of us and there's a protocol with it that this is a this is something that draws everything that you're holding in you from any, you know, kind of not the best sexual experience you've had in your life to your ancestors and that kind of thing. So I've done a lot of her workshops and we were deep with womb work and woman work and that's my flavour because obviously I'm a crone now. I'm a I'm a menopausal woman. I'm at the other side. I don't bleed anymore because I know who the fuck I am. You know, like that's kind of where I am, right? Different place. So but the workshop I'm going to be doing is it's going to be like a two-hour mini workshop because, like, if you're like me, I always get a massage for an hour and a half or two hours because it takes me nearly 40 minutes to even land on a table, you know. I'm not ready to get up in an hour. I need longer. So my idea of a mini workshop is to actually come in and lie down for a while, breathe, gently stretch and take some time because the thing is is that even when you go to a workshop, it's packed in and doing, doing, doing and where's the being? Where is the I've got nowhere to be? My phone's turned off. I'm going to lie here. Someone's going to take me through something. I'm going to do my best to follow. But I suppose the idea is that my, I, I want people to walk out of my workshop feeling more of who they are. And I don't know what that means, but everyone knows what that means to them. Like, right. oh, oh, okay, hmm, okay, right. That's all. Because in the famous words of Eckhart Tolle, who I also really enjoy, um, I, I love the fact that he says that um, words can only point. They can only point. Some things are so esoteric and so beyond our minds and our thoughts that there's just a knowing. Now, that's the reason we like peak states of drugs and alcohol flow, because we go there then. We go there then with orgasms. We go there then with radical sports. You know, um, we go there then in nature, you know. But how do we go there then with nothing? That, my friend, is the true quest, how to actually be in the mundane fucking world However, staying mystical at the same time, that's the never-ending journey in my opinion. The two words mundane and mystical next to each other just don't sound like they should go together, but Ha-ha. if you can make that happen, I, I feel like you've just written the title for your workshop. <laughs> that's Amazing. Actually very- and I'm coming, by the way. Pardon? Yeah, coming. That's, to the that, that's actually, I'm really stealing that from my beloved mentor, Yost Sour that really talks about the fact that you have one foot in the mystical and one foot in the mundane because yeah. the mundane is the parts of us that make us go, oh, yeah, I'm really going to get my tax done. I really do have to go to the shops. Um, I really do have to, you know, do this. You know what I mean? There's these certain things that are that are quite human that we go, oh, that's the reason why, you know, you want to have a spliff before you go to Woolies, you know. Well, how do you actually um, – have the spliff energetically, you know what I mean? Like how do you actually, and so that's the whole journey of um, chi and taking up space internally and supplements and kind of righteous living. There you have it, you know. And I'm not talking about right or wrong being um, things that you can that you can go, oh, that's wrong, oh, that's right. 
what it is is that some things feel right, some things feel wrong, and that could change. Definitely, yeah, uh, exactly. It's all about how we feel, and and that and that like because I'm I've just been to the doctors. I was like, so what? What is the? What, what's it going to be like in my stomach when it's back to normal? He goes, you'll know. It, you you should feel you should feel better. When you feel better, it's working. Whatever we whatever we're doing. So I'm like, I don't think we do that enough. Where we actually we all, we're always looking to someone else to tell us what we should be doing and how we should be feeling. It's like, no, no, no. Like really go inside and, and work out how you feel about it. And and yeah, make your own make your own um decisions on what to do next based on those those things. And um, I just I, like I just wanted to make a point. Um, don't have a spliff before you go to Woolworths because you'll spend your whole paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I might just, I've, I've got I've got another tip for you. Like years ago, I was really hungover and I was doing a garage sale. And the only way I could do the garage sale is I think I was I really need someone to give me a line. But no one had lines. So someone gave me some MDMA. And so my tip for living is. Don't ever have a garage sale, take an ecky and think you're going to make money. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, darling, you've got to have it. Oh, no, you must have it. It looks fabulous. Like, oh, no, I couldn't take any money. No, you. Yeah, that's oh, my tip. Oh, my God. That is, that's, there's, there's some crackers. Is he going to be like number one tip? So you're a prophet, Jessica. How can people connect with you? Because I have so much love and appreciation every time I get to chat with you. Can't wait to spend more time with you. But how can other people get this goodness? Well, they can actually connect with me via Facebook, Jessica and Gail, become my friend. It's kind of just a personal page, but I often you know PM and all that sort of stuff. And the other thing is, is that something we didn't speak about is that I'm actually a cat and dog companion. And so I actually move into your home um, when you're away and uh, take unbelievable care of your animals because I do communication and healing and um, deep, deep connecting with animals because I tell you what, that's where you have your deepest connection, my friends. I'm not telling you anything. How you feel when you look into the eyes of your four-legged ones? Am I right? Oh, amazing! I didn't even know you did. I didn't even know you did this. There's always new things I'm learning <laughs> when, um, when, when we That's chat. Now, I wish I had some animals so I could get you to come in and look after them. <laughs> um, okay, before we wrap up, there's one thing I like to do, and that is connect a frother with another frother. And I, I had so many in mind. Like, I just want you to meet all my, my frother friends. But there's one in particular, and I'm glad you were talking about women's empowerment there for four. And, and um, there's a, a, a frother that I met at the start of this year called Angela Cook. Uh, she lives in Bondi. She's gone on an absolutely wild ride. Um, she's just been, like, video diarying to her, her avid fans about her run-up to turning 40 and just – totally owning it and being an absolute legend and hanging it all out there. And I just feel like you guys would be kindred spirits and could learn just amazing things off each other. So I hope you don't mind. I'm going to hook you up with a frother, Angela Cook. Do it. I love that. Thank you. She sounds fabulous. And, yeah, and we've definitely got to hang out with Sarah more. Like Sarah is Sarah's one of my anchor frothers, um, has been for over a decade and, um, yeah, I think we're, we're going to all do some amazing things, all of us crew. Indeed. Thank you so much for having me on your Throth Fest, my friend. Oh, the, ple- the pleasure's all mine. Thanks a lot for coming on. You too. Ciao. Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, 
This episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You!